Let the horn blow. One, two, three, party people in a place to be is the BKMC, Talib Kweli. We are live at the home of hip hop. This is where hip hop started, 1520 Sedgwick Avenue in the Bronx. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. As you see, I'm here in mad different outfits. I'm the fanciest <laughs> nigga in the Bronx right now. Right now, CL Smooth is performing on stage. I got a love. That's my joint right there. But that's how we really outside, outside. Some people say they outside. We really outside. And speaking of being outside, I'm outside with some of my favorite people in the world. Representing Detroit, Michigan, Motown. I am joined today not by one, but by two guests on People's Party. The first guest is one of my favorite people. One, absolutely one of my favorite singers, one of the most fantastic singers, songwriters, performers you're gonna see on stage. She is a true force. She bears a soul in her lyrics and her albums. Her influences are Sam Cooke, Kurt Cobain. It goes all over the spectrum. She works with artists as diverse as Taylor Mac to myself. She has songs with Idris Elba. This Idris Elba joints <laughs> are amazing, by the way. Four independent EPs. She travels all over the world with Inner City, one of the greatest groups to ever do it. Released her highly anticipated first album, is Complicated, back in March 2019 to rave reviews. You're going to enjoy this one. She's joined by her very good friend and her partner in crime, a partner in rhyme, a partner in all that. An internationally renowned poet, playwright, performance artist, the CEO of More Black Press, the executive producer and creator, uh, one of the creators of Black Women Rock, the founder of the Literacy Drive, the More Art House Foundation. She has given us many books, The Alphabet Verses, The Ghetto, God is Not an American, Sunlight Through Bullet Holes, We Want Our Bodies Back. You've heard a record with myself, with Nas, with Common, with Jeezy, Kareem Riggins, Wordsworth, her album, Black Tea, I put out on Javoti Media. This is one of my best friends on the planet, one of my favorite people. Give it up for Stephanie Chris Chong. And Jessica Care More make some noise up, on the People's Party. Hey, what up, she said, what up, though, in true <laughs> Detroit fashion. That's how we start the interview. How y'all feeling? Good. We in the we hot. You in the Boogie Down Bronx? Yes. Yeah. Looking fabulous. Thank you, yeah. baby. These boots are made for walking. These boots, this is for the Boogie Down today, you know. I put on a little pop of purple. <laughs> Hip-hop is about style. Tell yeah. me about how, for both of you, because we are in the home of hip-hop. This is amazing. It's amazing. 50 yeah. years of hip-hop. We are in where hip-hop started. I'm performing tonight. Karis one Slick Rick. Man, it's great. Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. Legends. Tell me about how your lives are inspired and impacted by hip-hop music. I'm a poet of the hip-hop generation, so I grew up listening to Run DMC, um, MC Light, Queen Latifah. I was a little girl. Ralph McDaniels, Video Music Box, that when I was like just like entering college. Um, but I wanted to be a rapper. I think first I was a poet, but I wanted to be a rapper because I thought that's what you're supposed to do with poetry. But the, the storytelling part of it and the me as a poet and the way that I approach music and poetry, wanting to connect with audiences, that's hip hop. The call and response, that's, that's hip hop. Me wanting to say something to the audience and the audience talk back to me. Me wanting to, to, to connect spiritually with the audience, that's hip hop. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what influenced me. I'm a poet of the hip hop generation. I, I'm not a, I, I'm an MC in my own right. I write lyrics. Um, but Karis One, who you mentioned, was one of my big influences. Um, in college, like beef, that song beef, that's when I stopped eating beef. Beef. <laughs> beef. What a relief. 
Listen. When will this poisonous product cease? You could believe Listen. it or you could doubt it. Um, beef is when I stopped eating I beef so, as well. I was 17. I stopped. I haven't had beef since I heard since that song. Since wow. changed my life, changed my diet. Well, I would. I grew up definitely watching MTV, but I yeah. remember being mesmerized by watching hip hop. Yes. Like Jessica said, Run DMC, LL Cool J, Kwame oh. was like my favorite. I think his name is Kwame. <laughs> was my favorite. You just wear polka dots? I didn't have the polka dots, <laughs> but I loved his hair with the blonde streak. I was right. very into that. That was yeah. called the Nefertiti. And my uncles were very much influenced by hip hop, and I followed them around, so I did get to listen to a lot of NWA and yes. stuff like that. I when loved I was NWA in Detroit. And even though hip hop, I mean, rock and roll was what I was drawn to as a singer. I can't help being, but be influenced by hip-hop because it's what I grew up on. Now, we are in the Boogie Down Bronx. Yes. And um, somebody who represented the Bronx to the fullest was Mums the Schema. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace to Mums the Schema. Very important, important poet. You have been on this show before. And um, Mums has transitioned since, you know, yeah. shout out to Red Alert. We in the Bronx and Red Alert just walks by. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mum's transitioned since the last time you was on the yes. show. So speak to the impact and the legacy of our brother Mum's the scheme. Our mom's one of the, one of the best poets to ever do it. Um, he was my New York Poetry Slam team member. Uh, I loved him dearly. I mean, beyond the poetry, he was just a good heart and a good spirit. And when I moved from Brooklyn, from Detroit to Brooklyn, um, he was one of the poets that represented the Bronx more than anybody else. You know, you had Willie Badamo and Tony Medina. They definitely were Harlem, right? Mm -hmm. They were Afro-Rican. Then you have book poets that were absolutely Brooklyn. But if you're going to say who was a poet that represented the Boogie Down Bronx, Mom's a schemer. He was the voice of the Bronx. Um, yeah. Man, I miss him so much. And he was hip-hop, too. He oh, he was so hip-hop yeah. with it. It was undeniable, the, the influence, the, the flow of his voice. You know, the radical way that po us poets of the hip-hop generation took on microphones, the way... Mums will come and take on a stage, quiet a stage down. That's hip hop. Yeah. And I miss him, man. He's, and he's just one of the most beautiful men I've ever met in my life. He would walk me home from the Brooklyn Moon. Word up. He'd be like, don't tell nobody, I'm gonna walk you home. <laughs> rest, like, in, rest in peace to Mums, man. Rest in peace to Mums, yeah. Now, I feel like, obviously I've known Jessica, I've known you longer than I've known you, Stephanie. Yeah. But for both of y'all, and I think this speaks to your relationship, yeah. I feel like I've known y'all my whole life. <laughs> I Yo. can't remember a time when I didn't you know, know y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? So can you tell us, both of y'all, for both of y'all, how y'all met and what is this connection y'all have? Me and Steph? Yeah. yeah. I, I know how we met. <laughs> uh, Jessica was uh, dating someone, my cousin. Yeah, Ray. And, uh, <laughs> Ray Stone. Ray Stone. <laughs> Ray Stone. <laughs> and um, Jessica just moved back from Atlanta, I, know, I believe. Yeah. And she was like, um, you know, she told my cousin, I'm looking for a real dope black rock singer. And my cousin was like, I got you. I got her. But I already knew who you were. We just hadn't met before. Okay. I saw you on Apollo. Okay. I knew your move to New York. I just, we hadn't met yet. Uh. But I came over to meet Jessica with my cousin, and we've been on the popping ever since. I think yeah. that was probably 2009, maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, I had worked with Alice Smith and Imani Azuri right. in New York. So I was looking for that in Detroit. I was like, who's that in Detroit? And I was like, oh, it's Stephanie. <laughs> and she's a Scorpio. <laughs> and she's a Scorpio. Yes. Scorpio. Now, y'all started this situation, yeah. this group, this project, We yes. Are Scorpio, yeah. which I'm very excited about, obviously, because yeah. I'm involved in it yes. somehow. Um, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean. I'm putting the record out. I'm putting the record. I was going to get to it. I was going to get to it. But tell me about 
this very because you and I put out a, uh, an album that I love, album. and it's very uh, rhythm and blues and jazz, really jazz, really hip hop. Yeah. But this record is decidedly rock and roll. Yes. Detroit rock and roll. Absolutely. Black rock, rock and roll. roll. That's right. It's called We Are Scorpio. So tell me about what led your friendship to become this group situation. Well, Black Women Rock happened. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've been producing Black Women Rock for 19 years. It's a empowerment concert weekend that transforms women, young women, young Beautiful. girls. It's intergenerational lives. I support Black women who play rock and roll. So. I knew when I started, I brought the show back from Atlanta. I started at National Black Arts Festival 2004, brought it back to Detroit, and Stephanie was on my show. And Stephanie, since that moment, has been on every single show. <laughs> I was, and I won't do the show without her. Every, I have new headliners every year. Stephanie's already always a headliner. Yeah. I came over to your house for some reason. Yeah. I just was at, on the porch because it was COVID. Right. And you were like, um, we've never recorded before because I had Which been performing no sense. with Which Jessica you... as her vocalist. Is that like, how she said it? Our, yeah, did I see you with that voice? No. Y'all hear the sexy I voice? I think I'm trying to like cut through the music back there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these mics second. are amazing. These are people's <laughs> party mics. It's people's party mics. And, yeah. and we got Scorpio deep. We do. You know, our we voices don't. resonate. Yeah, big Scorpio energy over here just emanating. You know, like, let's record our, let's record this rock album. I was like, okay. And and then, like, maybe a couple months later, we were in the studio, I think. Yeah, and we had time to write. I mean, that's yeah. I was in, I was writing um, a lot of things during the, during COVID. Yeah. But that that record, like, Stephanie was on my list because Black Tea was beautiful. Idea was on that record. Blue was on that record. Jose James on that record. Stephanie, how was she not on that record? <laughs> well, I worked with her the most. Right. But I think the sound, the record I was trying to make when I made Black Tea was We Are Scorpio. Right. I was trying to make a rock and roll record, and I wasn't liking the sound. And so me and John Nixon got together and made this beautiful jazz soul record. But what I was trying to make was, was a rock and roll record. record. Right. And if it don't sound right, it don't sound right. Isn't that Fat Joe? The... Yeah, it's Joey Crack. What up, though? Yeah, Fat Joe <laughs> just walking by. What up, Fat Joe? <laughs> he want to say hi to us. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so. Now, you mentioned black women rock, so let's talk about black yeah. women rock for a second. Shout out to Cat Dyson. My musical director, um, yeah. Stephanie, one of one of one of my favorite qualities about Jessica, one of the, something she's very good at, is creating space and giving space Absolutely. for other artists. Yeah. It's one of her favorite things to do. It's something you know she's gonna do when she walks in a room. She's gonna be like, Have you heard of this person? And you're gonna be like, No. <laughs> no and she's right. gonna and she's gonna be like, But why not? Yeah. No, and then she's gonna run down the person's whole yeah. resume yeah. to the point where now you can't say you no, haven't heard of this person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now people Jessica does that for people all the time. I wanna give you the chance to do that for Jessica and particularly surrounding black women's rock and what she's been able to do with that. I mean, I speak for myself, but I know I speak for all of the women who are on this platform. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I'm trying, I will try not to. Where I, I can speak for myself when I say that I don't know that I would be where I am as an artist had Jessica not put me on that first black women rock show. And the ability to create this sisterhood has like changed all of our lives. but. It's not just a professional relationship. And I'm so grateful that, you know, it's not, there's no hubris. There's no, you know, there's no ego. Like we literally are all sisters. And I know that I wouldn't be the person that I am had I not met Jessica and been able to perform on this platform. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. I don't like Shout out to Divinity Rocks as well. She's here, we couldn't get her in. Yes. She's here, we gotta go get her. Uh, the Daughters of Betty. Daughters of Betty. We have transitioned. Yeah. We are Daughters it's the of crew Betty. now. Daughters of because Betty of, is a crew. Because of Betty Davis. Yeah. Tell us why Betty Davis is important to music and how particularly Betty Davis as an artist has inspired and impacted the Daughters of Betty, which is your crew. Oh, man. We all love Betty Davis. Betty Davis, a funk rock pioneer, 
who was married to Miles Davis, where she got, she's born Betty Mabry. Um, she was everything that we are right. um, at a different time period. So she was a woman before her time. She influenced Miles Davis's music. She was. There would be no bitches brew without Betty Davis. There would no be jazz fusion right. wouldn't exist without Betty Davis. She was down with Jimi Hendrix. She was down with Sly and the Family Stone. And what's really deep, tell them because we lost her in 2022. Yeah. But she was in touch with me. Um, she sent me cards, letters. She's um, sent beautiful, huge Jewelry. photos. I have. I've her, seen some of this. I have her personal yeah. earrings from her best friend that she wore. Her turquoise, her favorite ring, her bracelet. Y'all and really I, manifested this. But I never yeah. asked to meet her. I think because I never. All I wanted to do was honor her. Yeah. A lot of people groupie out on her. She has super fans around the world. Yeah. I just wanted her to know that we knew she existed. We were giving I, her her flowers. Giving her flowers while she was alive for 19 years. She's been in touch with me. Sisterhood is hard for black women who are beautiful and smart, well-read, well-traveled. It's not easy to find friends yeah. <laughs> that you trust. These women, man, my life. I trust them with everything. With everything. With my right. life. everything. Yep. It's bigger than the concert. I enjoy it personally as a, as a fan. Thank you. Whether I, knew you all, whether I knew y'all or not, I would have enjoyed that. Thank you. Yeah. I was so glad you got to see it. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. things when you're an independent artist like I am, and I've been, a lot of your even very famous friends, I remember when um, some, some of my friends see me for the first time, they think they know me, but then they see me live. Right. Like, That's what you do? Right. That's what you do? I made, I'm not gonna talk, I made some brothers, you know, they be crying, they be crying. Brothers be crying, right watch right how you do my poems. Yeah, I believe in it. Yeah. I like making men cry. I like it. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Tina Turner. Yeah. Uh, now, I feel now like, you're gonna make us cry. Now I'm really about to cry. Yeah. I feel like what y'all do was very much inspired by her. I want to give y'all a chance to speak about Yeah, Tina we just Turner. did a tribute to her. Black Women Rock this year, I mean, we always, always are celebrating Betty Davis, yeah. but I mean, we could not hold Black Women Rock this year without honoring Tina Turner. Yeah. And I mean, we tore the house down. We had Militia Vox singing Simply the Best. Yazarad did these beautiful renditions of We Don't Need Another Hero. Oh my God. And Kimberly Nicole. Kimberly Nicole did River Deep Mountain, Mountain High. And I, I led like a jam session of Proud Mary and because Stephanie had the leader. That was my decision. <laughs> of course, of course. Because, yeah. well, she's, I mean, if anybody, voice reminds me the most of Tina Turner, I must say. She is it, my spiritual mother. Yeah. I like, agree. Yeah. Inner City was a group that I grew up listening to. <laughs> um, really enjoying their music, you yes. know, and, and that group kind of expanded my mind because I was a hip-hop kid, but this Inner City music was accepted in hip-hop spaces. Yeah. How did you end up working with them and then joining them and uh, recording with them? Inner City was celebrating their 30-year anniversary and wanted to do like a big show at Movement, the big electronic festival in Detroit. And um, they went, They needed a vocalist. And my name was on the list. Of course. And I had to send in a little audition tape of me singing Big Fun and Good Life. And it's been on and popping ever since then. We did the show. We opened up for Wu-Tang Clan. And it was just... See, like I, I said, hip-hop spaces. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Was, yeah, we opened up for Wu-Tang. And it was supposed just supposed to be that one show. And we jailed together so well. We've been on the road ever since. That was 2019. We've yeah. never stopped touring together. I'm a, I'm a member of the group now. Right. Yeah. You're amazing in that group. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I haven't <laughs> seen you perform live with oh, Inner City, but, so but the records, I like the, yeah. the records, a little bit of recording yeah. that y'all have done. Black women most definitely rock. So we're going to do this video. I'm thinking about this video idea. Okay. About having like found footage of rock and roll artists. Uh -huh. But I know you and me spoke about it and yes. we want to focus heavily on um, female particularly black female rock and roll artists, because I feel like this project is in the vein of trying to represent for that. Yeah. And um, 
I was ashamed to not know how overrepresented black women were in the start of rock and roll. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. black women are overrepresented in certain categories in terms of like college degrees. Degrees, right. You know what I'm saying? In certain other, other categories. Right. But I did not know that. And I knew that. I'm a, I'm in, I make music for a living. Right. You're a, music, I you're knew a that, I knew that black people started, started rock, rock and roll. roll. Right. I know the, the, the origins is from the blues. But doing the research... It's deep. I didn't know there were so many other names yeah. for people who didn't have the notoriety. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I was ashamed that I didn't know that. Because yeah. I felt like I should have known that. And yeah. especially now that this project, me working with this project, putting it out with y'all through Javoti, is opening my eyes once again. This is why I love working with you. I love you. Because I love you too. <laughs> because I would not have even started to do that research. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking marketing and promo, right? <laughs> I'm thinking we got to get this project out. How can I sell this project? Right. We need to create a video. How can I be creative with the video? And that led me to doing research that I didn't know I needed to do. Uh-huh. I want to thank y'all for that. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, Bessie Smith is in that. Is in right. That Absolutely. Yeah. It goes back. It's My Rainey, Bessie Smith. My Rainey. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, without black women's voices, rock and roll wouldn't exist. And let me it, tell you who does know this. White rock and roll men. Exactly. <laughs> ask, yep. ask the Rolling Stones. Stone. Ask Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. They know. Yeah. yeah, I've heard them, you know, and I believe y'all, and I know they know, <laughs> but I've heard them shout out the Muddy Waters Muddy, and the uh-huh. BB Kings. I've heard them yep. shout out Back the men. Sand. I don't Robert know. Johnson. I haven't heard too much. About the women. Yeah. The women. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a problem in the industry. <laughs> right. That's the problem in general. So we appreciate you. Yes. Because it's a very, this this record, it's a very feminine charge. Yeah. 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 Speaking of women, my daughter is a... Uh, very active as an artist. Love her. And Diana, she's a very Diana. amazing artist. I think of her as a rock and roll artist because she plays guitar, she sings. Uh-huh. And she's just, and not, she's genreless. Like, she does whatever she wants. Yes. But she's my daughter. Yeah, and I'm watching her grow. And I'm biased, right? I'm biased too. And, but she's really dope. <laughs> yeah, she's she on is. my new records. But beyond my daughter being dope, it's safe to say that the women are absolutely Killing it in the hip hop space. Yeah, killing it in the hip hop space. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it. just <laughs> listen <laughs> on all the net. Just, yes, on everybody net. We're and, killing it, and yeah. it's triggering a lot of people. Mega I love to see Salen, it. Cardi. I love to see it. Ciroc. Yeah. Listen, you, Ladybug Mecca. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Ladybug Mecca still killing it. Yeah. She is. She is. What? what do y'all attribute this sort of trend to, and how can we make it so that it's not so much a trend, so that we just see more equality in the music? Like what, what, not, not how can we make it, what can men do? Can I tell you? In service <laughs> to make it more equal. We need more Talib Qualis. Yeah. And let me say this, because like I was just in Napa Valley. The right. only reason why I was on the show at Blue Note Festival is because you made space. Right. And that space was really important because there were people in that audience who knew me. And who needed to hear that. I, I saw right. the responses. People were crying, yeah. man. Like, so women need, men need to know when you're booking festivals and shit, for, I mean, there were no women musicians on that festival. Yeah. I didn't see one the whole weekend playing an Mary, instrument. No, no musicians, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's the black women musicians, along with hip-hop artists, are always pushing down the door. So if you see us killing it, it's because we have literally been killing it. Oh, yeah. Murdering, yeah. murdering spaces and, and pushing down doors and crying. It's hard for us. Yeah. It was hard for me that weekend that I was just with you. If only not for you, I would have not felt comfortable. And like, I, really, it's real like that. Yeah. It's real like that and for it, us. And it, tra- it translates into me being a black woman and singing rock and roll. Like, people don't know what to do with me. Right. And I've heard that my whole career. And it's black music 
that started exactly. with black women. Exactly. We're making space we're, and we're we taking it. And that's why we're like, we got to do it ourselves. And that's what I love about Jessica. Just like, oh, they did what? Never mind, we'll do it. We'll do right. it. We'll, we'll do, do it ourselves. We'll do it ourselves. We'll create our own festivals. Yep. But that's what brothers, like, and I've said this to you before, and I don't know, it's a, it's a touchy thing. Like, when I was like, when Kendrick came, I was like, God, I wish you would have put The Essence on or Miss mm -hmm. Corona. Like, there's so many black women MCs in Detroit that don't get the same light that a New York MC would get because it's in Detroit. Right. So we're also in a city where people are not, we don't have an industry there. We create industry. So it's the men who have the stages have to do what I do with Black Women Rock. Right. I, I don't, I'm not Mary J. Blige. I'm Jessica Caramora. I'm a fucking poet. But I'm putting on rock artists right. <laughs> because right. I see the voice. So we got to be right. boy fillers. And we got to care about the culture in a way that doesn't have, it's not just about you and your friends. Right. It's about who isn't getting the looks, who isn't exactly. getting the nods. Let me yep. get this person. Right. And your daughter is one of them. I watched your daughter come up. She didn't even want your help. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Deanna she didn't, didn't want your help. She didn't yeah. want it. Yeah. Until she was like, okay, now I'm doing it now, Dad. All right, step it's in. It's a mutual respect. Right. She's yeah. on my record because that record called for her to be on it. Right. Not right. because she's my daughter. No, it's real. Like, I was emotional after I left Napa. I know, I was. It means a lot. It ain't no, and it was just a verse. But A.P.I. Crockett saw me do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Shout out to A.P.I. Shout out to A.P.I. Crockett. Happy birthday. This is birthday. Oh, birthday. yeah. A.P.I. Crockett turned 50 the same time. He turned 50. As hip-hop turned 50, and it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And look tall. at what 50 <laughs> looked like. This thing look good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me talk about A.P.I. Crockett. Because <laughs> I'm a fan. No, no but he's a genius. He's so multi um, multifaceted. Yeah, And so no is hip-hop. Hip-hop right. is interdisciplinary. Hip-hop is dancers and painters and, and It's beautiful. And as, we, as we talking about hip-hop, Fat Joe is on stage <laughs> performing Flojo. Chuck D from Public Enemy oh, is, is right there walking by. Oh, tell Chuck to come That's here, Special Chuck. K and Teddy Ted. I was just with The Bob awesome Riff. two. From WHBI, right. one of the first hip-hop hey, DJs, hip-hop radio stations. It's a beautiful thing. Like we, have, we have 1520 Sedgwick, 50-year anniversary. That's Flavor Flav right over there. What up, Flav? From Public Enemy. Chuck is my heart. Flavor Flav is in the house. We are really in the Bronx for real. We're in the Bronx for real. Chuck loved me. That's great, nice, Chuck, nice Chuck and smooth. Chuck D caught in my butt. He blurred my butt. Now, y'all from Detroit. From the team. Jay Della! Yeah. Greg Nice, what's up, bro? Big proof. You gotta, you gotta come do my podcast. Slum Village, stand up. <laughs> big proof. No doubt, no rest doubt. Rest in peace to Bot 10. Yeah, yeah rest in peace to Bot 10. Rest in peace to Jay Della. Big proof. Rest in peace yes. to Big Proof. Um, shout out to Sada Baby. Shout out to Sada Baby. Sada Baby is <laughs> on, on the record. <laughs> I'm from Detroit. <laughs> Real heavy rock and roll vibes. Yeah, Tell yeah. me about the I'm from Detroit record and uh, working with Sada Baby. You know, it's funny, I'm from Detroit, the lyrics, when I was living in Atlanta, now it's always, you know what's funny though, um, Kamal, Q-Tip from Child Car Quest, came up to me when I was living in New York, and he'd be like, he would say something to me, and I'd be like, yeah, because I'm from Detroit. He said, yo, you should make a song called, I'm from Detroit. Because every time I ask you something. So wait, that's Q-Tip? Inspiration, I didn't know that. Q-Tip said, you should just make a song called, I'm from Detroit. Because every time I ask you something, you'd be like, yeah, man, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> it's it, always the right answer. Yeah, it's always the it's right always answer. always the right answer. It's not the place you have to always be your whole life, but it's a great place to be from. Yes. Yes. It's a great place Absolutely. to be from. Peace, peace, peace. P-Rock yeah. in the house. Yeah, P-Rock in the house. With the pink. Oh we uptown. We beat rock. What up, though? You know what I'm saying? People's party <laughs> alumni. What up, though? How you doing, bro? You can interrupt the house. Hi, Jessica. How you doing, Sorry. darling? Nice to see what up, you. Pink? How you feeling? I like that pink. That's hot. We should. He's whispering come on, something. Come on. Uh, uh, come on. Let me. Secret. Come on. Let's do it. 
But rock and roll is like, you know, Detroit is definitely like a rock and roll city. So Absolutely. And, and we, I went to school with white kids. I was listening to like ACDC, Led Zeppelin, yeah. Stairway to Heaven was my, like the song. Exactly. My mom had me at 15 and she was a, grew up in the suburbs and she was a punk rocker. I have pictures yeah. of my mother with a purple mohawk and safety pins in her ears. and She still I mean, has them. And she's still badass. What do you think it is about Detroit um, that creates this unique stew where it's innovative in rock with like the Stooges and MC5 and yes. innovative in techno and innovative in black music with like Motown and like it's like the musical we create cars we, we're just it's the energy of Detroit we're just innovators and, the, and we're industrial we're in, exactly okay my daddy yeah. wore a hard head every day right construction right. worker he laid cement you know I didn't come in no poetic in, artsy fartsy house right we didn't even come up in like necessarily Marcus Garvey type house right it was so black like black was in the water was and, in the food and Detroit is black we're blackly black. We're black, yeah. Some yeah. black, black, black. Hey, what's the percentage of black people in Detroit? Right now, when they coming for us, it's about 85. Yeah. They coming for us? <laughs> Not they coming for us. They coming. <laughs> they coming for us. It used to be in the 90s. Yeah. Right. We were like 90. Yeah, when we, we were growing up, it was like high 95% black. Yeah. You see white people be like, oh, some white people. Yeah. That was like, oh, white people. <laughs> yeah, they're here. <laughs> All right, I get it, I get it, I get it. They're here. Um, we shout out to white people in Detroit. And actually, if they're going to be around white people, the white people in Detroit are the coolest white people in the country. Yeah. Because they come from working class environments. Now, I'm also a great MC. <laughs> and I am, I am a super duper MC. Yes. He's a super and duper I'm on a song on this new album <laughs> I'm proud to be on called Super Duper Star. Yeah. yeah. We went to Puerto Rico, San Juan, and Culebra yes. to film the video. <laughs> we had fun. Um, we had fun. We did. Yeah. Thank it's you for having me on that song. Yeah. It's a fun Thank song. You. And the song is like, you know, it's about what happens in the industry. It happens where, like, people lose their mind just a little bit. Just a little. Yeah. And they get a little taste of fame. Yeah. But it's always like, you know, your friends like us who bring you back to yourself. Right. And remind you who we you are. We ground you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the song's about. It's about that groundedness that you need. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Speaking of groundedness, I want to quote something that you said and get your take on it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Art is not a luxury, but a responsibility. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But for the people watching and listening, can you expand on this idea and its significance today in today's socio-political climate? Oh, we ain't got time for dumb shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not a lot of time for. Like, I watch, like, little silly TV shows sometimes just to get my brain out of seriousness. Right. But the, right now, when you're, if you're an artist right now, Watching what happened, what happened to George Floyd, what happened to Sandra Bland. Like my book, We Want Our Bodies Back, is the whole book is dedicated to Sandra Bland and what happened to that sister. Because I'm Sandra Bland, that's Sandra Bland. I'm traumatized by police pulling yeah. me over. And so if we're not talking about, you know, revolution in some way, and I'm talking about revolutionary things are also just self-love. Loving right. ourselves, loving our culture. The art should always reflect the culture. The art should reflect the culture. And we also are culture creators. So what we put out matters. Right. There's young girls listening to me. And I'm an adult. I do adult music. I have a children's book coming out. My first <laughs> children's book is coming out in 2024. But most of my work is definitely geared towards, like, towards young adults and older. And I understand that I personally feel responsible. If you don't feel responsible as an artist, and then you feel like you could just put out any garbage... I don't think we have time for that. Right. Personally. I yeah. agree. You know, I can make a fun record. Like, Super Duper Star is a fun record. But it's it still fun. saying something. But it's, it's still very deep. But it's still saying something, though. Yeah, it, it's not time for the okey-doke, you know. And, and I like songs that make me feel good and warm inside. I listen to, like, love songs, and I like love. And, but, I, you know, when it comes to just work, and, I, and this, my work is a calling. It's how much, you know, poetry is a calling. And it's not red, roses are red, violence and blue. 
I'm a Sonia Sanchez poet. I'm on the Mary Baraka Shout poet. Shout out to Sonia Sanchez. Oh, man. Friend of the family, friend yes. of the show, People's Party. I love yeah. her so much, man. She's, I think, 89 on September 9th. She's 89 yeah. this year. She was born, I brought, I birthed my son on Sonia Sanchez's birthday. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, I planned it. Yeah. <laughs> so now, what up though? Shout out to Busy B in the house. What up, Busy B? You got, you got to come say what's up to your, to your folks? How you feeling? That's love. Chief that's Rocker? That's right. No doubt, no doubt. We know this. Chief Rocker. Yes, Chief Rocker. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> you have also added filmmaker to your resume. I have. Independent filmmaker. Yes. Yep. Executive producer. Producer. He looks writer. like a postcard. Yeah. Tell me about this film and its creation and where you're at with it. Um, I, I wrote, started <laughs> writing that script about 10 years ago during COVID. I had a little time on my hands. And I went in and I wrote this script. I sent it to my friend Kasim Basir, Kasim Basir, director that's, that's awesome. worked with. Yeah. Shout out to Kasim Basir from Detroit. Um, he'd done Muslim. He'd worked with Amari Hardwick, Megan Good. Lots of folks. And I was like, wanted some feedback. So I'm just my friend who's a director in L.A. And he's like, I love the script. I love the character. I love the whole thing. I want a director. Do you know a producer? And I was like, what? Fast forward the next day. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, that's gonna, let's do it. I'll find a producer because I like to produce things. I like to create culture. I'll find a producer. I'll find a producer. I was doing what Hollywood would do for me at this age as a black woman. Yeah. And I was writing myself, aging myself out of my own story. Yeah. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And then Kasim let me have it for 24 hours, and I called him, and I was like, yo, do you, you're the director. Would you cast me in the film, or you think I want to be in a movie? He's like, you have to do the movie. Yeah. It's your story. Do the movie. So I'm doing the movie. So I'm, I'm starring in the movie with Tobias Trevelyan, who's a very seasoned actor. Yeah. Shout out to He's Tobias. very good. He's a very, very talented good. young man. Yeah. Yeah. So we casted Tobias because I put on Instagram, who's my leading man, y'all? And people said Idris Elba, you know, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, Tobias just kept coming up. Everyone was tagging Tobias. I was like, who's Tobias? And I said, Kasim, you know this brother named Tobias? So he reached out to him. He knew him. We talked to him. It was a Zoom call. That's an amazing story. It was amazing to meet him. You know, it's, I yeah. know you well, and I know Tobias. You I know, know I, we, we follow each other on Instagram. Well, I yeah. know him to that degree. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I didn't know that's how that happened, that's but that's, how that that's amazing, actually. And I did, he hadn't read the script. Yeah. He knew who I was. So we were on a Zoom call, and he said, whatever this energy is, I want to be a part of it, Jessica. And I was like, it's on. So our, our, our friend Donnell Rawlings is in the film. Yep. I casted Donnell Rawlings. I, ca I did a lot of casting. I, I casted Nicole Gilbert, Nikki uh, Gilbert from Brownstone. Mm -hmm. I went to high school, Cody High School with her, and I had to cast someone, serendipity as the character. I had to cast someone as serendipity's best friend. That is very serendipitous. It was very serendipitous, <laughs> and I knew she had the chops, because we were like Truth Days Art together. We, we did drama together in high school, and uh, Nikki's a very talented singer. She's yeah. also a very talented actress, and she killed the role as Chuck. She played my best friend. Yeah. So it's about a poet based on my own life, coming home with her son. My, my nephew, Jaden, plays my son. Aww. Uh, he's eight years old Jake. at the time. And we come home and she's trying to find her voice. She's leaving a relationship, trying to figure out how to make a living as an artist and a writer. And she meets uh, postcards put under her door. And this magical postcard comes to life. And Tobias is the, is the artist. So it's a poet and painter fall in love. But it's really a self-love story. It's not even about the story between Motown and Serendipity. It's about how she finds her voice again. It's beautiful. Um, I'm excited. It's, it's in post. I'm in post. I'm, I'm, also the, I'm almost at picture lock. I know those words now. Um, I raised $450,000 by myself with about 10 people. I raised all the money. Yeah. I didn't know I could raise money. And I just asked, I was in San Francisco sitting on my girl, my cousin's house, in Angie's house. My boy Lasana was sitting there, just like I'm talking to you. And I said, I got this film. He said, you wrote it. 
That's what I wrote. I said, yeah, I'm looking for some investors. He's like, okay. He said, you wrote the film. I said, I wrote it, Lasana. What's up? He said, I got 150000 I was like, what are you talking about? This is my friend who I know from academia, who's brought me to colleges, Skyline College, Arizona State University. He's been booking me for colleges for like 10 years. He's like, no, I want to invest in something. Something else just fell through. I want to invest in you. So what I learned is that people didn't invest in my film. They actually invested in me. Yeah. And so I'm working on getting their money back. <laughs> you got to. And it's coming. So he looked like a postcard. Look for it. Tobias Trevelyan, Donnie Rollins. That's amazing to see how much, how much love, how much love Fat Joe yes. gets in the Bronx. We love you, Fat Joe. <laughs> Detroit loves you too, baby. He's Bronx pandemonium. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to go Yeah, we just talked you up. We just talked you up, bro. How you doing? Come on, man. I do this every week. We just had a whole... We had a whole thing about your birthday just now. Really? Scorpios have the power to create Leos. I make that. I make lions. I appreciate y'all always showing us love. You know we family. What up, Seth? I'm chilling. How you feeling? This Seth Bird, y'all been seeing him in the audience at the Blue Note talking shit. I make Avi show up. Um. So, what is the plan for We Are Scorpio? What does the audience for We Are Scorpio need to know about? What to expect from this album, this rollout, all of that? It's a lie. Okay, so I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna. No, just, you, you I'm gonna speak gonna... to my verses. I'm very proud of the talk verses that, shit. that I talk motherfucking shit, wrote. Jessica. Let talk, me just say talk this. That shit. I'm coming for you, motherfuckers. Because <laughs> let me say this. As a listen, let me. I love. I love hip hop music. Right. I'm here for Big the Scorpio lyricists. Scorpio energy. I'm here yes. for KRS. I'm here for, I love you, Nas. I love Talib. I, I, I got big Scorpio energy. But there is something missing with the women's voices in hip-hop still. And I'm hoping to really... Bridge that gap. No, I'm trying to... I'm coming for some heads. Oh, yeah. like, I'm coming for some heads. Like, I will say this. As a lyricist, so yeah. you and me have talked a lot about poetry versus MCing. Yeah. And we, we spent time in the studio going back and forth about, like, we spent time talking about yes. this. And I will say this, when I listen to the album, you got bars. Got and it's like, it's, 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 some, it's, some, it's some lyrical yeah, MC shit. It's some MC shit yes. happening on this rock and roll yes. album. I'll, I'll just say that. But what I needed was the sauce. And the sauce is this. I'm coming to bring that's the right. sauce. Stephanie is bringing all the fucking rock and roll <laughs> to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's... Yeah, I'm just rock hard, and roll energy all day. It's like punk rock poetry. Yes. Yes, I told Nas, you know, rock and roll nigga was supposed to be the title, but you know, everybody can't say rock and roll nigga because then we're gonna beat up people for saying rock right. and roll nigga. So we're like, but that was a, that was my nod to Patty Smith. And, and I'm a Patty Smith fan. You know, right. and everyone didn't like that she did that song. She did that song. I think in homage to Jimi Hendrix. My, my uncle Stanley recipes, he used to take photographs of Patty Smith. He used to document oh, wow. the oh, punk yeah. scene back in the day, yeah. So did Lenny Sinclair. But I think that what it is is that, like you're getting double hit with lyrics yes. and rock and roll energy, and it's gonna, and it's I don't know it's black it's feminine it's political definitely compared oh. to Rage Against the Machine yeah that kind of energy Tom Dynamic. Morello is another rock and roll nigga Tom yes. Morello yes. Zach yes. De La Rocha yes. Zach is an honorary rock and roll <laughs> N word we'll, we'll take him but Tom Morello yeah we'll Tom take. Morello for sure yes absolutely and we love Rage and so like we just want some some of that kind of energy yeah and we me and Stephanie. <laughs> We want to like jump into some into some mosh, into some mosh pits and yeah. So I love you for that. I swear to God, I love Jessica. <laughs> Why you not love me? You know, I love you because Jessica is so cold in the deep. You have a warm heart. <laughs> no doubt. 
Don't make me do my genie shit. <laughs> so, yeah, so, the, so we're proud of the record. I mean, Jim Crow is a serious song Absolutely. about colorism that's on the record that you helped. You gave great feedback on that song and I think helped us create it. You know, we're talking, because, you know, we're yellow black women. And, I, you know, colorism is a big thing. It's a real and thing. And I'm the blackest, blackest oh, black woman you know. Oh, yeah. I know you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I know. You're familiar with this time. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I know about colorism. I'm, ta- I'm taking it on, you know what I mean? Because I grew yeah. up so black in Detroit. And um, I've been to places like South Africa. And I know that what, what apartheid does to our people. So I don't play those games. I don't play light-skinned games. No. Nope. I don't have to. We don't have time for that. <laughs> Rock and Roll Nigga is one of the song of the album. is one of my favorite songs on the record. I mentioned Mary Baraka in that piece. But there's like, yeah, yeah it's a sexy record, too. Yes. Absolutely. It's sexy. It is sexy. Yeah. It's sexy. Yeah. And it feels good. Scorpio sexy. Melissa, shout out to Melissa Vox. Yes. She's like one of the few black women in, in heavy metal. And we are Scorpio. I'm October 28th. Peace yes. and love. November 2nd. How you doing, Basically. gorgeous? Not telling. Oh, November <laughs> What? November 2nd. Not telling? Not telling. Oh. We're Scorpios. Well, <laughs> so is Phil Monch. Shout out to Phil Monch. We let him hear Feral the song. Phil Monch Shout out said, to Daru. I love Daru and, Jones. And Marcus. And shout out to we are thir- 13 group. And um, they're gangsters. Man, I just that I'm, energy, that yes, energy. Yeah. yeah, but with some women involved. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I love Thirteen. I love and Pharrell Monch was one of my influences in writing my album. I was listening yeah, to the Thirteen. Bars. The yeah. bars. I was yeah. listening to Pharrell. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love him. God bless y'all. I love you. Thank you for supporting yeah, the record. You. Just, thank I you. Love you so much. I'm excited to put it out. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephanie Christian, Jessica Caremore. We are Scorpio. They are Scorpio. motherfucking Scorpio. Yeah. People's party. Peace. <laughs>